Okay, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 to 6. Initially, I thought I was going to have to read 1 to 18. <laughs> but this is rather easier. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Thank you, Christine. So I'm not sure what I'm sharing with you. It's not quite a sermon, and it's not quite a vision talk. It's somewhere in between. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the living word. Lord, would you speak to us this morning through the written word? Lord, would you write these words on our hearts. Amen. So, at a recent Archdeacon visitation, um, we were very encouraged. You've probably not been to one of these before, but different staff members were there sharing their passion about their different areas of ministry. There was plenty of hope and plenty of dreams. Now, we don't take every, everything for granted. God is the inspirer and the provider. Some of us are still struggling with the after effects of the pandemic and other big challenges in the world at large. Our challenges might not be the same as others in Europe, but we feel them nonetheless. The pandemic has called too many saints in the church family home sooner than we'd have liked. One of the things that uh, normally gets looked at at the Archdeacon's visitation, but thankfully not taken too, too much notice of, was the service book and attendance figures uh, for in-person worship over the last two years. Uh, it, depending on when you picked, you know, if that was the measure, uh, when the doors were shut, we were a bit stuffed, really. 2 Corinthians 3.6 says, For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Anyone uh, remember tricky parents' evenings with a child or... Uh, and the feedback that you got, or could you remember some comments even on an old school report of yours? 
Um, one of our children was told that they'd never make anything, um, make anything um, academic, any academic success in their lives. Just forget it, basically. Another one was um, uh, told to play Lego when others were being invited to learn reading. I'm not proud of this, but um, a year before bumming out of school and getting a job in the city, one section of my school report read, presentation and spelling are handicaps enough without his imposing further hardships on himself. He's often too frivolous in class and unwilling to get down to work. His carefree attitude belies the fact that when he really tries, he's capable of accurate work. The letter kills, but the spirit gives life. What you measure and how you measure is vital, especially when it comes to our God-given potential. For me, finding faith in God transformed my attitude to life and work. More importantly, I discovered God's way of measuring my value, gifts, potential. And it gave me a strong desire to recognize and bring this out in others. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Don't get me wrong, references and reports have their place. It's sometimes good to have others who'll commend us, will vouch for our competence and character. In the area of safeguarding, we take up references. We need to. We can't take the risk. If asked to write references or offer references, as many of us do, we're called to do it in a spirit of truth and love. More important than what we know or who we know is what God believes about us. And if, under his guidance and inspiration, his kingdom has been advanced. Is there evidence of lives transformed by the love of God? In this passage, the Corinthians are suspicious of Paul and debating whether they receive his ministry or not. The Apostle Paul has supreme confidence in God and the work of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't feel he needs such letters of commendation. The evidence speaks for itself. Look at the church. 2 Corinthians 3 is a reminder to all Christians, our commendation comes from God. Verse 3, written not with ink, but the Spirit of the living God. Our competence comes from God. Competent as ministers of the new covenant. It's a God-given gift. Verse 6, not of the letter, but of the Holy Spirit. This is initiated by our generous and gracious God. And therefore, he's the one that gets the glory. 
at the start of 2022, I invited you to focus on the God that gives and keeps on giving. Drawing on 1 Chronicles 29, I I repeated the refrain, Yours, Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the splendor, and the majesty. Everything in heaven and on earth is yours. All things come from you, and of your own do we give you. Many of you have taken this to heart. The Holy Spirit continues to be at work. We've been blessed in so many ways, loving support on doorsteps and in church, regathering for worship and fellowship, the relaunch of many midweek activities, and, as you've heard, God's financial provision. In the face of the pandemic, I want to celebrate our regular giving almost matches the budget that we set for the year. That's a miracle of grace. As you know, uh, we encourage all members in this church to tithe regularly. It pays the bills, funds our mission, and we'd love to expand this giving base across the whole church family. Thank you to those who've been able and willing to support us in this. God sees, God will bless you. It is the Holy Spirit at work in hearts and minds that prompts us to give. This year we anticipated, you heard, that uh, we might attract 27,500 in gifts and grants, but we've already received or have been pledged £111,500, which is 84000 more than expected. This is extraordinary. Praise the Lord. There are several Holy Spirit-inspired dreams that make this possible, that this will make possible. Most of these were not included in the original budget, like phase two of Emmanuel Hall being refurbished, the running costs of the well, the youth project, seniors ministry, which is now going national, hosting discipleship year students, ecological initiatives, and many more. We didn't budget for some of these things. God planted the dream and is providing. God has been generous last year, as we've heard, through a legacy that enabled us to buy some new chairs that you're sitting on. It makes it easier for us to accommodate a variety of worship on Sunday and missional activities in the week. I've just shared some numbers. We gave the old church chairs to a local church. They've given us a thank you offering. The gift was used to buy 100 large print Bibles, which you are using today. Praise the Lord. Our God gives and keeps on giving. All things come from him. Guided and blessed by the Holy Spirit, we invest the resources, these resources in serving God and his purposes. As a church, we have an emerging vision um, for the coming year, which the staff team and the PCC will review in May. Please pray for us as we do this. Much of what we do as a church family flows out of our purpose and our values. Our purpose, I'll repeat again, to encounter, celebrate and share God's transforming love. 
As you know, our short-term vision is described under three headings. Connect, focus, equip. Connect is a worshipping community where everyone is known and loved. Focus on God's mission everywhere. Equip one another in our ever-changing world for faith-filled living every day. Firstly, connect as a worshiping community where everyone is known and loved. We aim to offer a generous and genuine welcome to all. We've uh, restarted welcome events and are planning a program uh, to more effectively engage new people into church life. We want everyone to be known and loved, and part of this is looking at our database. Those 12,000 names need to come down, or they need to be genuine names that we know. And I've already made a plea that you open the email that you're going to get and uh, renew your connection with us. Receive these words from 2 Corinthians 3. You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. It's a word for all of us. Secondly, Focus on God's mission everywhere. We've uh, restarted our engagement with schools. Uh, had an Easter event with about 60 year six, fives, year fives from Claygate Primary. It was brilliant. Loved it. They did too, by the way. We're open to God prompting us to engage with schools in other ways. Watch this space. Our seniors ministry has been growing locally and now has an increasing national reach. Pippa with Steve Kramer, supported by Denise Pavey and a small reference group at Holy Trinity Church, are wanting to support that. I think I had this picture um, when praying with Pippa some time ago, but it, like a dove, this ministry. We're not to hold on to this too tightly, but we're to let it fly. There's an image of the Spirit there as well. Last May, in addition to our regular support and the private individual support of Holy Trinity Church members, this is in addition to all that, 5,000 plus was donated for a COVID emergency appeal for Hope Gardens who were in India. Some of you remember that. The funds were used to distribute food parcels costing £11 each, which enabled them to support approximately 2,800 people in their local community. There's been extraordinary generosity more recently to the Ukraine Christian Partnership, approximately 33,000 Pounds was collected for our Easter appeal. Other mission partners at home and abroad are not in the spotlight at the moment, but they're still all actively engaged in the things that God is calling them to do. Please pray for Simon and Joanne Eastwood uh, as God 
and for God's provision as they develop new opportunities for mission in Yorkshire. They've stepped back from working in the Jonas Centre. With mission in mind, we continue to develop our church facilities. Phase two of Emmanuel Hall, um, our church youth ministry and the well um, project, it's opening more frequently. God has provided funds in many ways, 14,500 from the parish council, and just before Easter, we got a 10,000 gift from the national lottery towards this. The missional use of our church grounds are being considered. Had a superb first meeting last Thursday. Uh, We'd like to develop it as a place for reflection, um, to improve mental well-being, encourage biodiversity, explore better access, Bob's question, to the recreation ground and pavilion. There's a wonderful team of people with a heart for this and mission, incidentally, and a variety of God-given gifts. We met to pray, listen to each other, dream dreams, and decide what the next steps might be. And by the way, if you're good at applying for grant funding, we could do with you on team as well. Yesterday, a church member from the village association, I'm looking out, she said she was coming today, um, but I don't want to embarrass her. You'll know who this is. Helped to organize the Claygate Community Day at the Village Hall. There were over 40 village groups participating. I chatted to several people, not church members, impressive people who love and serve our local community. What struck me also was the amount of people from this church family who are actively involved in the various activities. Everywhere I went, almost, well, at least half the stalls, there was a church member there, and that's on a a rotor basis. You know, there have been others earlier as well. Today, the same, I think, might be true at the opening of the pavilion, because there's another activity which I commend to you. Receive these words from 2 Corinthians 3. You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. A word for you. Thirdly, equip one another in our ever-changing world for faith-filled living every day. We want to be equipped for ministry and mission. There's lots and lots of training that's going on in many areas, safeguarding, leading groups, some leading worship, forming a rule of life, etc., etc., etc. We hope to learn and be inspired about the factors. So we're going to be doing Acts soon in our, small, in, in our teaching series on Sunday and learn and be inspired uh, by the early church as the gospel message spread like wildfire, holy fire, transforming individuals and their culture. None of this is possible without God's enabling, setting our hearts on fire with love for him and for others. We too embrace the promise in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. 
In August, we're going to reduce some of our activities and ministries. It's good to have seasons of rest. So we're going to focus on our three morning services, 8, 9.30 and 11.30. The six will have a sabbatical um, for August. Hopefully, people are going to be involved in worship at other times. So please come. The theme, unlikely heroes of faith. The 9.30 service will be a reimagined worship for all set up. We've done a few like this already, including Good Friday. Small groups are a wonderful place to be equipped to do everyday, or to learn how to do everyday faith and discipleship. And do consider joining one, even if it's just for a short season, even when we're doing Acts. Receive these words from 2 Corinthians 3. You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ. The result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but tablets of human hearts. I'm going to close by asking the Holy Spirit to do a heart scan. He knows who have hearts of stone and who has or have hearts of flesh. He knows some of us have had hearts of flesh, but in the last season, they've got a little bit stony from time to time. Life events can do that to us. That said, we strongly believe in a God who can turn stony hearts to flesh. Assuming that you would all be up for this, let's open our hearts now, our hearts of flesh, to be rewritten on. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on each and every one of us. Lord, if our hearts have become stony, would you transform them back into flesh? Some of you all know this chorus. It's very simple, but very profound. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me.